welcome to the Commercial Kitchen Chronicles, the podcast dedicated to the commercial food equipment repair industry. My name is Pat Finley. I'm a lead master certified technician at General Parts Group and a certified special trainer. My goal is to shine a light on what I believe to be one of the most interesting and rewarding industries in field service technician can work in. I love the work I do, and I'm glad you're here listening to this podcast. In this episode, you welcome Rich Ortega back as well as Jason Latimer. What's up, everybody? Glad to have you all here tonight. Um, got a very special guest on. I got Rich Ortega filling in with me. Uh, he wanted to jump on. I wanted to have him back on. Um, he's got similar mindset to our guest here. So Rich is on. Dusty's stuck on a walk-in cooler, thawing it out. And we all know that's going to lead into more than just thawing it out. So good luck out there, Dusty. <laughs> so everybody, welcome Jason Latimer on the show. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Super excited for this, dude. I've been saying since I started this that I wanted to get you on. And it's just, it's finally come to fruition. So I'm glad to have you on here, man. It was a, it was cool to meet you in, uh, in Florida. And, you know, I've been following your progression for the last couple of years. You know, you're moving up in the company and everything and uh, all your content and everything. And uh, I really look up to you, man. And, you know, you're a good dude. So I'm glad to have you on. Thank you. Thank you. Sweet, sweet. So, um, anybody have any interesting service calls today or anything? Uh, I old ninety what ninety five oh one Garland uh, needed uh, needed uh, some switches in the back. Uh, gapping it was uh, was no fun. Uh, needed help on that. So it's it was uh, I haven't touched one in so long that I I needed I needed to call a phone a friend help me out with that, but he took care of it. The new ones will definitely get you spoiled fast, man. Those Pearl Grills, you know, McDonald's or not. McDonald's, you just hit that little button. You can fine-tune in the back. You're just, I mean, it's yeah, you get spoiled on the new grills. You go back to some you got to adjust four points, and you're like, oh, crap. But then, you know, you got yeah. the one where you got you got you to level the platen to the grill with the, with the, you know, the digital level and stuff. I'm like, no, don't give me anything new. Give me all the, Don't give me anything old. Give me all the new stuff, and I'll be fine. All I got up here <laughs> are those old ones. Yeah, it's man. I've got one. I took out a couple weeks ago. It's still sitting in my shop. I literally had to cut the handle off the front to get it in, get it out the door. They said when they brought it in the store, they had to lay it on its back, and I was not doing that. So I took a, <laughs> I took a sawzall, cut the handle, and pulled the computer off, and it slid it out the door. But it's still sitting in the oh, back wow. of the shop. It's going to get hot if they don't get rid of it soon. All that grease is going to melt and start dripping all over the floor in the warehouse. <laughs> so that's cool. So. <clears throat> You've you've uh, come a long way here recently. Um, you got a recent promotion at work, and um, before we get to that, let's just break in like how you got involved in the commercial food service equipment repair industry. What? How'd you hear about it, or what'd you go to school for, or what'd you do? Well, <clears throat> so go back a little bit further. Prior prior to me getting into this field, my whole life revolved around hospitality, customer service, and retail. I worked in hotels, car washes, restaurants, and I've that's just been my life. It's what I was used to. It's very content with that. And then I'd say around 2009, uh, 2008, 2009, the uh, recession was hitting pretty hard down here. Uh, we were living in the Fort Myers area. And I mean, if, if hours weren't cut, businesses were closed, it was just really hard for the industry that I love, which was, you know, all revolves around hospitality. So my wife, uh, my wife, was joining the service and she's like, Hey, um, 
we're going it and we're, we're going to, we're going to join, we're going to be stationed somewhere. Let's, you know, I'm going to do four years active. Let's, let's go wherever they send us and you reinvent yourself, you know? So we ended up in Washington state in the Tacoma area and uh, she had about four year contract. So I went there, uh, went to school. I got a degree in facility maintenance engineering, which is for the most part, class A building engineer, boiler operator, you know, just working in buildings. My, you know, my, I picked that because my father is a, a cabinet maker carpenter and I liked fixing things, building and whatnot. So this kind of lined up with what something I wanted to do. And then uh, after two years, I had a little bit of time left. So I decided to go for an HVAC degree because the, uh, the colleges were all state colleges. So they accepted all the prerequisites. So I didn't have to redo my math and science and, and public speaking and English. So I did that. And then uh, toward the end of her four-year active duty contract, we decided we wanted to come back to Florida. So instead of going back to the Fort Myers area, we ended up looking into Tampa. And um, that year I had about, I think I had a, a semester left, which was three, three months. She finished up uh, her active duty. We uh, head back to Florida while we're here for Christmas. I needed to still head back to, to Washington state to take my, to my senior class. And I just started looking for jobs that, you know, I could be in maintenance. I'm, I'm just thinking, Hey, I'm going to end up in a, a high rise as a class A building engineer. And then I saw an ad for steak and shake. So while I was down here at Christmas, I came from Fort Myers. I drove up here and uh, I did a little job shadow. I really liked, uh, I really liked the guys that I was, you know, that were there and whatnot. And uh, so they were like, Hey, you know, we, we did a little job shadow. We, we, one, you don't know anything. Cause I'm like, man, I got two associate's degrees and you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm the shit, you know, I had my little, all my little uh, recommendations and my career portfolio for the four years I was in school. And it was so funny. The guy, he, uh, he looked through it real quick and he was like, Oh, that's awesome. You don't know anything. I'm like, yes, sir. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, but you did take the initiative. You did invest in yourself. You know, you, 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 you do care about your craft and you're willing to put, you know, put money out there in your time. And it, you know, one thing is you, you're not going to waste that money in time. You did go through that. So we definitely want you, you don't have a bunch of bad habits, so we can show you the way we want to show you. And, um, and then, uh, I went back, I went back to Washington state. I did, I only had to do half of that last quarter. So I could, they said, if you have a, a industry-related job, you only have to do half of your senior class. The other half, you can go do your job, and then your, your employer can sign off on it if you're hired and you're, you're good, and we'll give you your, your, my second associate's degree. So ended up moving to Florida. My wife went into the reserves, and then she started going to school. Um, we kind of took turns back and forth education-wise. Mm -hmm. she, she had a degree, then I went and got two, and then she came back here. She got another one, and we just kind of took turns over the years. Uh, Nineteen years. This married this this July coming up here, and uh, ended up, you know, in steak and shake, and just kind of cutting my teeth and making mistakes, and, and and learning a lot. Just being humble, fessing up. Hey, I made some mistakes. Uh, shocking myself an awful lot, and uh, and three, you know, got three years of that, and uh, that's how I got into it, man. I, and the big thing was when I was in college. I was just like, man, you know, I've been in hospitality and restaurants, you know, all my life, 16 years, you know, since I was about 16 years old, almost 18 years up at that time, because I was 30 years old when I moved up there. And uh, I was like, you know, I won't, 
I'm probably never going to be in a, a restaurant again. I'm going to be in a high rise somewhere, you know, <laughs> you know, next thing I know I'm in a restaurant and, and working alongside people. I really recognize people like myself who, you know, who just, you know, don't do it really for the money. You got a long hours, you got weird shifts, but you, you just love the hospitality. And my teacher told me, my instructor told me, he's like, Jason, you know, there's a lot of techs that come through here that we train in facilities. And a lot of them are, you know, get in, keep your head down. Don't really want to talk to anybody. You know, people are like, well, somebody in here, I swore I saw somebody, but you actually want to talk to people. You actually want to explain to people and you want to know, you want to know who they are and you want to make a relationship and it's hospitality stuff, you know? Yep. So it, it's really cool because I never had to lose who I was hospitality wise and customer service wise. Um, and it was, it was just really cool because I can walk into a restaurant and or work alongside people and say, Hey man, or, or lady, I know what it feels like to work doubly hard on a piece of equipment that ha only works halfway. I know what it feels like to be in this kitchen when the AC doesn't work and I'm slaving away and I'm, I'm busting my butt, you know, but I understand. So I can empathize, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not better than you. You know, you, you, you're, you're in the right place. And if you want to make a change, we could talk about that if you want to do something different. Mm -hmm. But, you know, every time I walk into a restaurant, it's, it's, I remember how fun it was, you know, when I was younger, it's less mm -hmm. like, you know, the camaraderie and the fun and, and the rhythm and the customers and the pace, French fries falling down my shirt, you know, getting yelled at sometimes. Some irate customers, you gotta, you gotta soothe if you can. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just really blessed yeah. To to one, you know, elevate myself, my family financially and, and, and you know, the, the type of work I'm doing, the pride I could take in it and go from where I was there and just step it up but still still be there, mm -hmm. you know, and and still be around the type of people that I really enjoy being around and I care about. So it just it, it really means a lot to me and, and landing and being in the restaurants, you know, that that first three years, I was like, man, I. You know, I'm I'm not an introvert. I mean, I you know mm -hmm. I, I think I have some. I'm an introvert. I'm a social butterfly. What would I be doing in a boiler room <laughs> as a stationary engineer in a high rise somewhere <laughs> with all this personality? I don't know. I would have no one to talk to. But yeah. now I can I can do my thing. I can I can break it down and you know I can jump in and fill up the fry hopper real quick. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm running them back to the freezer, grab a bag, you know, box of fries. I'm like, yo, I brought this for you. I see you're up. You know, just uh, stuff like that, man. Yeah, I love everything you just said, customer service related. Yeah, that's one thing I, I learned early in my career. Um, and, and I heard it hearing stories. There was a company way back in the day in the Orlando area. They were national. They had great techs, but no customer service. And people would mm. be like, man, they're a great company, but their techs are the biggest jerks are the biggest pricks. They're arrogant. They're this or that. And I was still young in my, in my career. So I'm like. Let me start developing the, the customer interaction. And for me, naturally, yeah. I'm an introvert, mm -hmm. but I really learned to develop the customer interaction, the customer service, the, you know, like the explaining stuff to customers mm -hmm. and not, you know, explaining it in a technical way. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, like if I explain to somebody why I need to change their expansion valve, I'm not getting all technical. I'm like, mm -hmm. this part controls how much. And I'll say Freon. I know some people act like that's a sin in this industry. This controls how much Freon goes into the part where the fans are inside your cooler. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's not, you know, letting enough Freon go through so it's not getting cold. Oh, great. And then, you know, they, they feel like you respect them. They feel like 
they're actually a part of the process that's going on. And even when I wasn't that great of a tech, people would uh, request me because, Mm -hmm. you know, they trusted me. They felt confident in the stuff I was telling them. And then, like, I try to drill into people's heads. When customers start to trust you in, uh, first of all, people do business with whatever they like. You know, that's Mm -hmm. human nature. But when, when you start building that relationship with people and they start to trust you in the small stuff, then when you're like, yeah, this is going to be like a $6,000 repair, most of the time they're like, all right, cool. When can you get it done? Not, I need to shop around. Yeah. We need to get more bids. Not, mm-hmm. you know, let me get an, a second opinion. Okay, Rich, I mean, we trusted you for the past two years on every other thing. If you say it's this, it must be that. So, I mean, I love everything you said about that. And one of the things I post a lot is, you know, I say it's better to be a good tech with great customer service than a great tech with lousy customer service. Yeah, 100 yeah, Joel brought up a good point. He said, you know, customers enjoy when we come in and we actually have a personality, not just, you know, like you said, I've got a guy been doing this 38 years. He was on the show and he walks in, he just looks mad. He just has a demeanor to his face. And he's really not mad. He just looks that way. And he just explains it real short and real abrupt. And man, people think he's mad, doesn't want to be there. I'm like, man, he's actually like probably one of the best techs you'll have in here, but he just doesn't do a good enough job explaining to the customer. You got to explain it to the customer in a way they can understand or if they're not the one that called it in, they got to be able to explain it to that person. So you use big terms, you throw stuff over their head, they're not going to get it. Slow down and make sure they understand it. And it goes so much further, man, so much further. You know, absolutely. You, you'd be surprised how much grace you'll, you're given when, mm-hmm. when you communicate with people. I've, heard, I've, had, I've had customers that, because I love explaining things to them, um, that they're just like, if I make a mistake, they're like, yeah, that's okay. And then I've had yeah. other customers where they're like, a technician could be amazing, but they, they don't speak well. They, you know, they don't communicate well. They don't trust them, unfortunately. They don't trust their skill because they don't have a connection with them. And I can turn around and make a huge mistake and be like, hey, I'm sorry this happened. They're like, no, it's fine. We'll, you know, we'll work it out and just keep on doing what you're doing. You know, I, I give them a quote. They're like, we'll just go ahead and approve that now. It, it's mm-hmm. it's 100% trust, like you said, Rich. It's, it's all trust. Yeah. And I've know? seen that same exact thing many times where I've gone to customers and like I got one customer in particular, I constantly post about doing work in their place because it's one of my favorite places to do work. Chicken um, place. We, huh? <laughs> the chicken place? No, no. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I could probably say it on here. It's, it's not a big deal, but it's, it's a cheesecake, oh, cheesecake factory yep. here in Greenville. Cheesecake, yep. And we had an issue where, you know, without going into one of our techs did something that really kind of set them off. And then I took over the account and then. I've gone and, like you said, made an honest mistake that's going to cost them money. And I've been like, hey, um, so my bad, but this happened. I'm working as fast as I can to get it resolved and whatever. Okay, cool. No worries. You know, come back when you have the part, whatever, like, like if nothing ever happened. But yeah. I put a lot of work into the customer service, into uh, constantly texting the uh, kitchen manager. Um, hey, this is what I did. This is what you need. You know, we submitted a quote. I got the work done. Um, she had an emergency the other day and she had to, you know, submit a ticket through service channel, but she called me before she did to find out if there was something she could do. And then when she was like, okay, I put the ticket in, I basically ran around, you know, running errands that I had to get done anyway. So I'd be in the area. So as soon as that ticket came through, I could be in their place, uh, you know, getting, th- getting them up and running. And that was last Friday. So, you know, they needed to be up before the weekend, but yeah. with stuff like that, like you said, then when you screw up, even if it's huge, they're like, eh, we all screw up. No big deal. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big proponent in owning it. Even if you screw up, tell them you screwed up, admit it, 
they're going to be more forgiving if you just come out and say you did it, you know, it was an accident, you know, I was trying to take this off, this broke in the process, you know, own it and make it right, dude, and it's going to go a long way, so. 100%. Oh, yeah. You, you know, it's funny because you, you you know, you like Jocko, like, mm-hmm. like a lot of us do, oh, yeah. extreme ownership, and I listen to that while I'm driving around. I've listened to it at least three times. I oh, love yeah. his books, I think man. I think I'm like the fourth time. <laughs> yeah, and and it's so easy for the relationship that you have Pat and yourself and uh, Rich and myself for them to trust you. But that, that one time you're dishonest, you could destroy that. And it's, you can't mm-hmm. come back from 100%. that, you know, it's so not worth it to not just own it. And, you know, they look at you like, thank you. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. just, just own it, you know? And, mm-hmm. and if I tell any young techs, you know, cause I, I deal with a lot of young techs yeah. and, you know, I just see techs in the field and, and something little, they're just like, well, that wasn't me. And it's just like, Oh, your fingerprints are all mm-hmm. over this. Or I already know, you know, when I say something to them. And I mean, I have some texts that'll just be like, yeah, that was me. And I could just tell that they really don't know what the heck I'm talking about. They're just like, that was me. I'm like, okay, that's cool too. But I mean, the, the just being straight up is respected and you just don't want to diminish your, your your credibility with anybody. It's just not worth it. Your, your reputation isn't worth six figures. It's not worth nothing. Nothing at all. I'm a hundred percent with that. To me, reputation is more valuable than mm-hmm. any money. I mean, money comes and goes, but your reputation, that's how people know you. And you could do somebody wrong today, not see them for 10 years. And you're still the dude that did them wrong 10 mm-hmm. years ago. It don't matter if you changed, changed your life. You've done a million other people right in that time frame. You still did that person wrong. And that's who you are in their eyes. And one yeah. thing for me is I'm like, you could say a lot about me, but you ain't never going to be able to say I did you wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jason Hartman brought up a good point. He says, do techs get training on customer service or is it all just learned as you go? Unfortunately, it's pretty much all just learned as you go. Now, I'm trying to do some technical stuff on my side, and I'd love to see like a class on how to interact with the customers and other techs and other people in the field. Um, I don't know about where you work at or where you work at, Rich. I mean, we're kind of the same boat, Rich. But, um, I mean, there really needs to be a soft skills class. They, we have a soft skills class for the office people, how to like diffuse you know, irritated customers and stuff like that. But I think the technicians need to have a soft skills class to learn how to talk to these customers, diffuse rough situations, you know, or ease an upset customer when you tell them, hey, this thing's got to be replaced or, you know, it's going to be seven to $10,000 or, hey, your walking's going to be down. You're going to rent a truck or you're going to lose all your food. You got to learn how to talk to people. And I think that we as an industry don't do a good enough job teaching that soft skills to technicians. A hundred percent. I don't want to, I don't want to jump in, Jason. I feel like I'm stealing your show. But it just kind of leads into something I've been thinking with, you know, thinking in my mind anyway. Um, so one of the things I'm probably going to start doing, especially on TikTok, is posting what I'm calling basic videos. So like basic troubleshooting, basic service procedures, basic installs, kind of geared to people who are, who are green um, to help them get with stuff. But one of the things that I want to do is basic customer service and everything like you just said, Pat. So do a video on how to break this down to a customer, how to explain you know, that to them and, and things like that, just to, to help with that communication. I mean, not that long ago, I had to tell a customer that, you know, I blew the leak in his evaporator wide open because uh, we kept having to charge his his walk-in every few months. And I said, well, I'll find your leak. When I'm done with it, I'm like, there's good news and bad news. He's like, what's the good news? I'm like, I found the leak. He's like, found what's the, the bad news? I'm like, I made it worse and you need a, you need a refrigerator truck. <laughs> but we had his, his evaporator replaced in like three days and he was ecstatic the whole time. But you know, at one, I build that trust with him. And two, I was like, hey, bro, I found it. I made it worse. This is what we're going to do to fix it. 
And now, you know, I don't go to their place often, but when I do and I walk in the door, they're happy to see me every time. No, that's awesome. Uh, for Jason's question, Hartman, and we actually do do uh, emotional intelligence and soft skill training, uh, customer service training. That's one of the things I'm kind of charged with um, because a lot of the guys, a lot of the, I say, say guys, and I just, I have females and males on my team for the PM team, but we get a lot of uh, younger um can't even say that. Excuse me. I get a lot of texts right out of college, out of tech school, whether regardless of the age. But, um, you know, one of the things I like to teach is from the get, you know, custom, you know, walk in, get the customer's name, uh, who you in, your, in their notes, who I, upon arrival, I spoke to tell the whole story, you know, who you checked out with talking to them and whatnot, how to diffuse situations and things like that. Uh, but tech, Customer service is, is I'm a big component for that. And I, I'm, I'll be singing that to the, you know, to the rooftop here. But uh, customer service is something that I, I talk to my techs a lot about, especially since a lot of them are new to the industry. And, you know, it's, it's character, team culture and customer service. Those three things is the foundation of how I, I like to lead and how I like to share with other with other people in the industry, whether it's customers, technicians, counterparts, leadership. Um, but, yeah, we do have training at our location. Uh, I partner with, we have a, uh, not to do a shameless plug here, but Casper's University, which is an in-house university. And we have- Plug away, brother, master, plug away. Thank you. Thank you. We have a Sylvester Master, uh, a Sylvester Master Certified Technician who's one of the instructors. And we have an Air Force, uh, Air Force retire, uh, female who retired and she does, works with HR and- um, people, you know, that, that's mm -hmm. her thing is people, customer service and uh, understanding people and relationships and, and things of that nature. And I'm working with her because she has uh, a wealth of knowledge and experience and credentials. And she's just an all around great person. And I'm learning a lot from her and she's helping me and the company develop, you know, you know, go through some trials and make some tweaks. And um, it, it's a lot of it's around customer service. And we always say that, you know, we can't fix an oven faster than the next company. We can't fix your AC faster. You know, we can't do anything different, but the customer service, the relationship, you know, we can do that. We, we, we like to pride ourselves and that's our goal because technical ability is going to, you're going to come in with a certain skill level and you're going to grow uh, over time and that's natural. Um, but the one thing that you have to always train on separate from technical is the people factor and stuff like that. So we're, we're pretty, we're pretty proud of that, you know? And so it's, it's, it's uh, again, how you make people feel is what they're going to remember. Like, like you said, you know, 10 years from now, they will remember, you know, how you made them feel if you didn't do them right, you know? So yeah, customer service, I get really excited about it. And I love the fact that you keep saying people, you know, cause what, what we do a lot of times, right. Is the customer, the customer. And we kind of compartmentalize people and well, this is how customers are. This is how suppliers are. And it's like, no, mm -hmm. no, 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 dude, that's a person. Mm -hmm. Now that person may be a prick. That's still a person though. And when you Absolutely. take away that, that customer uh, title, you know, which is something I try to do, I try to, you know, really not refer to people as customers as, as much as I can, because it's like, no, I'm in this person's restaurant. I'm in that person's restaurant. Remove that barrier that makes it a transaction and, you know, approach everything as interacting with people. You know, that's why when, you know, your supplier screws up, you know, matter of fact, uh, one time I had a supplier in Orlando screw up big time. And I'm like, well, yeah, what can y'all do to, to make it right? And they tell me one day, they're like, Rich, um, 
you know, you're one of the most patient people that, that comes in here. I'm like, I'm really not. I say, but yelling, screaming and cursing, all y'all going to do is uh, call me a jerk when I hang up the phone. <laughs> and that's it. I say, but if we can, you know, work together and get things resolved, I figure y'all are going to help me a lot faster. And that's the thing. I screw up. Why should I not give this guy grace and leniency when he screws up? Mm-hmm. You know, yes. on the, the customer aspect of it, I don't know everything. And the day I need somebody to do something for me, I don't want this guy taking advantage of me. Well, why am I going to take advantage of this customer who is right now in that, that position that I know at some point I'm going to find myself in, you know? Yeah. So I talk a lot about, you know, what we do is we help people. You know, that's, that's the root of our job is helping people. It's not helping customers. It's not helping restaurants. It's helping people in, you know, whatever aspect they call us to, to help them in at that moment. So dude, everything you said, I'm like, hell yeah, <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, that's why I wanted to have Jason on here, man. He's a he's a true deal, man. Just like you, you're you're the real deal too. I mean, you guys go above and beyond for your customer. You you know you're not gonna you're not gonna do anything that you wouldn't want someone doing to you. So you're gonna take care of your customer regardless. You know, I, we've always we've all been there. Five o'clock on a Friday afternoon, you know, you diagnose the unit needs a gas valve. You're like, well, I got one on my truck, but I could easily just order it and come back. I'm putting it on. I'm not coming back. You know, they called me out here. I have the part. Let's put it on there. It's the right thing yeah. to do to the customer. It's the right thing to do for my company. Yeah, I could be at home drinking beer with my buddies, you know, playing video games, whatever. But I got a job to do. Let's do it right. Let's take care of the customer. That's why we're all here. So, Agreed, man. So, um, Joel is asking where, who you work for. It's Casper Service Company, or is it? Yeah, Casper Service Company out of Tampa, Florida. Uh, we We... Uh, we we go over to Orlando, Jacksonville. We have we have a team in Jacksonville. Uh, we'll go down to Fort Myers. We pretty much cover a, a good portion of the state, um, but we're 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 out of Tampa. Sweet, sweet. So, how long have you been there? So you worked for Steak and Shake. How long before you let? Uh, what you what? What made you transition from Steak and Shake to wherever you went after that? Sure. So the you know the reason I left Steak and Shake, and I think about it all the time, is uh. I wasn't, I felt because it was a franchise and at Steak and Shake and, and I love, I love the people there, man. It, it's just, they had the same, um, over time they had the same Hobart flat top, the same Frymaster fryer, the same Hobart mm-hmm. dishwasher. Uh, they, they just had the same equipment the and same. I, I was, yeah, I was responsible the same in for 12 of my own stores. Yeah. So I was, so. yeah, that's the head that, where they started out the headquarters yep. there. So I was just tired of kind of working on the same pieces of equipment. And I felt like I wasn't really utilizing all the, the, what I've learned in school and the time that I put in and, the, and everything. And it's just like, we, we have a steam kettle. So that's all the steam I got. There was no gas. It was all electric for the, the locations I was at. And it just came down to, I wanted to grow, you know, and, and, you know, anytime you say you want to leave, of course, they're like, oh, well, you know, we'll pay you whatever. And, and I said, it had nothing, you know, it's never had nothing to do with money for me. Cause I'm, I like to think we're pretty, my wife and I are pretty financially responsible, but we're following the passion, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, Hey, I want to, I want to learn more about gas. I, you know, I want to do, I want to work on different pieces of equipment and, I just really felt like I spent four long years in college, two degrees, and I'm just not really applying all the principles that I've learned in school. And, you know, the three years I've been here was amazing. I cut my teeth. I've grown. I have, you know, but I'm just like, it's time for me to go find something else. And it it was kind of scary um, when I was leaving because I was asked, I was kind of 
I was happy where I was, but sad. But then somebody came and said, hey, would you want to work for a service company? And, you know, they started picking my brain. I'm like, man, I'd love to get into this. They're like, we'll give you all you want, you know, <laughs> you know, any, you know, anything and everything. You'll learn it. Well, you know, and I was just like, OK, you know, so I ended up leaving and, and I was warned by uh, by somebody was coming in to take my spot that I was training that, hey, when you go to a service company, there is a good chance that because I left in August and this is Florida and this August is still hot out. They said for a lot of service companies who work in HVAC cold side, you know, and not a lot of hot side, when it gets cold out, you know, you're the, you're the low man on the totem pole. You're new there. Um, it's going to be hard to go to get, you know, get hours and things of that nature. And you could be struggling, you know, in a front in a in-house maintenance technician role, there's work year round. You know, you set your pace, you're responsible for your stores and, and whatnot. And, you know, even in, when it's cold out, you could be doing PMs, things of that nature. You can find stuff, you know, and, and cooking equipment breaks year round, which is great. So I left there and I ended up being somewhere for about four, four months, you know, and I learned a whole bunch in that time. But by December, I was making like 26 hours because I was the newest guy, you know, and whatnot. And, and I get that there's a lot more senior people there with the company. So when I left Steak and Shake, the day I left and I decided to take that job was the day I signed my, I, I signed for my home that I'm in our first home. So I, I got the keys to my house. I, the same day I got my keys, I called, put my two weeks in. And the next thing I know, a few weeks, a few months later, I'm just like, my wife's looking at me like, yeah, you know, we got a mortgage. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, you know, the guy who, who, who came over to me actually told me about Casper's and he's like, hey man, if, if, you know, if that doesn't work out, I'm just warning you because you're going to a service company and you don't know how that works, especially when it gets cold. There is a company that's family friendly that actually was born of hospitality, who was born out of restaurants, who was, you know, came from restaurants and, and, and was born from that. And they would be a great place for you to go. So come four months later uh, and I'm getting like 26 hours a week and I'm just like, holy moly. So I go contact them and they're like, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll talk to you. And I ended up going over there and I was, you know, been there six years and, and um, it's been, it's been a ride, man. Went from uh, uh, being a service tech and really, really cutting my teeth into all these different aspects, doing all kinds of steam work doing gas work, you know, and, you know, and stuff like that. And, and I just, I've gotten really good at it. And, and I, I like to think sometimes my customer service is just way better than my technical ability that everyone just <laughs> thinks I'm amazing. And they just like me sometimes, but I did really well, you know, and I, I've had a lot of great people that supported me, you know, here at home, uh, church friends, my, my, uh, you know, the clientele, very supportive. And it just, it feels great, you know, to, to be in this, in this little niche of what we do here, mm -hmm. where, like you said the other day, Pat, we're, you know, we're not plumbers, we're not electricians, we're not, you know, full-blown HVAC guys. We're, we're kinds of, you know, we're a bunch of mutts, you know, mm -hmm. but we're, we're, damn, we're damn good mutts at that. <laughs> and uh, we like what we do. And, and I, think, I think a lot of people can get into a particular field and be, you know, and love that money because people drive, are driven by different things and I respect mm -hmm. that. Um, but I think for you to be in this and to handle all these different aspects, it, it really does take some passion, uh, and, and some drive to want to deal with all these different things that all, you know, you, you can work on something in six and not work on it for six months. And then it's just like, damn, I'm, you know, it's like, 
let me pick back up where I left off because you're mm -hmm. always doing so many things. And as long as you have great character and great work ethic and, and you want to see your things through, you know, you're good. You're going to be good in anything you do, but mm -hmm. man, this, this industry right here where, where you get to mix in the fun of hospitality and people, I don't think you can beat it, man, but that, that's been, I've been with Casper's for six years and uh, it, it's been, it's been a ride in the field eight years. And I've just now been promoted into uh, I'd say entry level management. So being a field manager, a training manager. Yeah. The hospitality part of it is, is I love interacting with people. Like I always tell everybody when I'm not wearing my uniform, I'm an introvert. I'm terrible, but I put that uniform on it. Like it brings out a different persona. Like a, I, I yeah. got a little bit of an ego, nothing crazy, a little bit of a swagger. I'll joke with people. I'll play around people. And it's like, I take the uniform off and I'm just a different person. Like today, like, we were working at Taco Bell and French fry season Taco Bell and it's nuts in there. And uh, a French fry, I got someone swung something and a French fry fell out and it hit me. I was like, who threw this at me? And my son was with me and he was like, they're throwing French fries at you. And I was like, and the guy just looked underneath the thing and smiled at me. I just laughed. I was like, nah, he just, he just <laughs> packing a bag and just flew out and just happened to hit me. Um, it was pretty funny, but yeah, the hospitality part of it's huge, man. I, I didn't, I never thought of it that way, but it really is. I mean, they're in the hospitality business. You buy, you know, just association. You're part of that business too, so you got to take care of them. Absolutely, we're all family, man. So, blogger wants we're to know. Family. He wants to know if we work on ice cream machines, and can someone please tell me why McDonald's ice cream machine is always out of order? <laughs> it's never out of order. It's just dirty, and they don't want to clean it. Yeah. So I don't know how many secrets I can give because there's like a federal. I'm just kidding. Uh, who wants to take this question? <laughs> I uh most of the time it's just once I don't do them, but most of the guys I know that work on them just say they just lack of cleaning. It's easier for them just to not clean it and shut it down, say it's broke, than to deal with it. And a lot of times though, the cleaning happens at wrong times and they can't clean it, so they just shut it off. Yeah. So you want my take on it? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me make sure let me I've never worked this, on one to think be honest, this Oh, I've worked on so many, it's crazy. So the, the, so with a franchise, what they with, with any franchise, they want their product to be to taste the same, same consistency, whether it's here, Russia, Japan, South America. So they're what they do is they over engineer a lot of equipment. I'm not saying this one is, well, it is, but they they want it where, you know, at four o'clock when the high school kid comes in and you know and they're kind of dragging behind and don't really care. They want this machine to do everything at one push of a button. Anybody can do this. So it is a little over-engineered, but with these machines, the hoppers on the top have to be full at all times. If you, I walk in there, I hear them beeping because there's a low sensor. If you don't, if you don't, if you let them get low, air gets pumped into the, and it flash freezes and it locks up. And what it does in response to that, it locks out and mm -hmm. then it goes into a mode till somebody can come and reset it. If you don't top off the product at the top, you know, at night before it goes into heat mode, it will fail also because the top has glycol that runs around the, the, the hopper that also runs around the barrel that trans the, the, the thermal transfer fluid transfers the cold from the barrels or runs through the heat box. And it needs to uh, keep a temperature of about 170 degrees for about four hours every evening to kill the bacteria so that they can use that unit for about 14 days, you know, without having to really do much of a deep cleaning. So it, the, the science is there, the, the theory is there, it, it's all good, but when you combine something that 
is a hundred plus year old technology of ice cream, ice cream machine barrels. And then you have computer boards like a Tesla all around it. And you mix that with a, with a high school kid that comes in and sometimes forgets to top off the popper or, you know, clean the thing or, or, you know, it's just a lot of, I would say, um, there's a there's an environment for a lot of human error, you know, and if you if that's your thing and you're always on that machine and you, you can take pride, you can take you can deal with it and it's never down. But if you have revolving shifts of different people always in there, not the same people. And then, hey, I worked on this today. The next time I work on this, pe- you know, I use this piece of equipment two weeks from now. It's going to be a lot of inconsistency. And, you know, it's you know, I'm not trying to make an excuse for anybody. It's designed the way it is for to work all over the world and to be used as easily as possible but maintaining it you need you, you people need to be pay, need to pay more attention and that's that's where it always drops and then once it's locked out you know you you need a, a certified service technician to come in there and reset it and make sure that everything is good so because at the end of the day it's also food safety food safety is health you know it's health related it's it's the public and you know, nobody wants to be responsible for getting anyone sick or worse. So, you know, I, I get why they put so much technology into it. But when you combine that with, you know, adolescence, it just, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. And McDonald's, you know, there's a lot of kids, you know. So, again, not pointing any fingers, but from my experience and being inside stores at times, you know, um, if I hear it beeping, I'm there to fix something. I'll run to the back and grab a, a bag of shake mix and I'll put it in there for them and I'll, <laughs> I'll educate somebody, you know, it's not a thing, you know, I don't want it to be down. I, I you know, and nor do I want people seeing me back there. I and mean, you know, I get some looks when I have to work on that Dude. thing, you know, and it's just like, <sighs> Hey, you know, I'm going to get it up and running here soon, you know, and it's, it just seems like it's always down, but it really isn't, <laughs> you know, but when there's one at every corner, you know, the, the, the probability of something being wrong with is just higher, you know, so it is what it is. Dusty made it. He's in the stream. <laughs> That's cool. I've never worked on them, so I can't really say. I know a lot of guys just say that they're not cleaning them or whatever, but they just ignore it, so that's why they're down. So I didn't realize yeah. that once it did lock out, you have to come in and someone has to come in and reset it. So that's kind of yeah. that's kind of cool to know. Um, you know, you talked about yeah, the it's customers. About, it's about health, yeah. The customer's staring at you. So I do a lot of, like, grocery store stuff where – they have a couple of combi ovens that cook chickens in, and like it's deli cases all the way around, cheese cases, sushi cases. Man, and the customers will stare at me like I'm there to like <laughs> slice their meat and stuff, man. And I, I had another, I had just the other day I was working on one, and uh, it was Sunday, it was Saturday night. Um, I was doing the upgrade on one, um, had some software issues, had to get back Saturday night. And this guy walked in, I got my back to him, I'm staring at this oven, like I back to him, he's like, Hey, hey. I'm just like, I don't work here. I'm just ignoring him, you know. He was like, he screamed, excuse me, are you going to effing help me? I was like, I turned around and I was like, I don't work here, dude. <laughs> I was like, God. He, like, And there was other customers there. The guy was waiting on customers. He had like three people in front of him. And he just like, I was like, no, I'm not going to help you, dude, especially acting like that. <laughs> I have that happen every time I go into a particular grocery warehouse that we service over here. Same exact thing. And I'm like, dude, I'm not even dressed like the people that are helping the customers. Yeah. Uh, people are crazy, man. People are crazy. And then man, if, it, if the oven's down and they don't have their particular chicken salad these people are crazy about, the employees will blame me. Like, the oven's broke. Talk to him. I'm like, it's broke because you don't do what you're supposed to do. Don't blame me. <laughs> Here, fix it, guy. Man, I'll tell you, man. I, when The four years that I was in college, 
uh, up there in Washington State. I work. I went to school from seven thirty in the morning to three o'clock Monday through Friday for four years, and then I went. I went to work five days a week from four p.m. right after school to eleven o'clock at night at Albertson's Deli, and I worked yep. in a deli. So if a customer turn around and yelled at me, I'd be like, don't threaten me with a good time because I will make you a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just, I tried to be nice, but that guy was like screaming. I was just like, whatever, dude. I'm like, you know, most of the time I turn around, like, oh, I'm sorry, let me get somebody, you know. But there was other people there, and he just ran up in front of everybody and just started yelling. And I, because I could see him in the reflection in the oven, you know. And, that dude was hangry. Oh, dude, he was mad. <laughs> and they didn't have a chicken salad because their ovens were down. So he was mad about it, dude. It just, Dude, that chicken salad, people go nuts over it. It's ridiculous. I, I feel a certain kind of way when I can't get my lemon pepper rotisserie chicken from uh, one of our favorite grocers here that are not the cheapest. It's you know, it's not Walmart, but it's worth waiting for. Uh, they're, they're customer. I like that place because you pay more, but the customer service is on point. Dude, it's worth and, it, man. Uh, I'll just give them a shout out. It's Publix. I figured, so, I, knew, I knew it was Publix. <laughs> I figured it was Publix. Yeah. You said living Publix. Yeah, I dig. Yeah, yeah, I dig Publix, man. Love them. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. So, um, your new role—you're a preventative maintenance manager. So, what all does that entail? I know, it, you know, the PM side of it, but you also you work with the PM techs and making sure like they're learning the proper way and proper procedures and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. So, what I do is we get a lot of technicians out of tech school. Uh, what's great about the plan maintenance department is that it's a controlled environment. So mm -hmm. you can get technicians around equipment, cleaning equipment, uh, ch getting readings and kind of understanding the, uh, what would you call the, uh, the, the mm, what's sequence. the word there? The, pro the sequence of operations. Thank you, Pat. So yeah, okay. it's a great place for them to understand the equipment. And if you understand, and I tell them, if you understand the sequence of operations, you know where it starts, you know where it ends, where it, where it, fudges in the middle is, is you're close to the problem. So having them in a controlled environment, you know, especially right out of school, uh, it's a great opportunity to get them, you know, ready to transition from my department, whether you, you know, we hire them into the department, they're changing filters, they're cleaning coils, they're checking amperage, they're checking pressure. Uh, you know, it's, it's really safe and controlled, but we can get them in six months to a year. They're still, you know, learning, making us money, being productive and having good, good analytics, and then move them into a department they like, you know, for our company, we have a design department an installation department, we have uh, the we have a hot side, a cold side, we have all these different departments, and we, we give people an opportunity to figure out where they want to be. Um, but the best place for them to be is in a, a safe environment where they can understand the equipment before they get out on their own. So, you know, I, I look at it as a lot. And Every company has these guys, and uh, and, and I'll just uh, – the one thing I learned when I got into this field is that there's always some techs that have been around a little bit, and they say things like, "For this is the real world. Forget what you learned in school. And I I think there's nothing more toxic than to tell somebody who, you know, who, one, spent the money and time and took the initiative to go learn something that, you know, Ohm's Law – you know, I've had to use ohm laws a few times, mm -hmm. a few years in, because I got some heating elements that I didn't, that weren't marked, and I needed, I needed to order them, and I needed to do that math. You know, between I still use you know, them. The like, yeah, 
I get a piece of equipment, but and I'm I, like, they want to know what size breaker it is. I'm like, well, it's a 22KW, a 2.8. Well, let me figure this out, and I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's disheartening to hear someone tell mm-hmm. somebody who's fresh out of school that this is the real world, real world, and you just need to forget what you learned. So versus most companies, you just throw the new guy with the old timer and you know let them rip, and they're going to figure it out. And then you know, there's nothing wrong with the old timer per se. I'm just saying that if mm-hmm. you catch people early and you keep them in line with what they learned and you keep them applying what they, they learned, once they go out on their own, they're only going to know to fall back on the principles because mm-hmm. those principles are true. Thermal, thermal dynamics is true. Your you know, safety, PPE, not smoking on a dang gum roof, all true. You know, mm-hmm. those, those are behaviors that you want to cut off, you know, mm-hmm. uh, from the new techs. And, and every company has them. I'm not trying to bash anyone. I just, I've <laughs> experienced it. And that's, it's something that stuck with me that, you know what, I want to catch these guys and, and, and put them in an environment that, you know, I'm just going to, you know, nurture what, where, where they're coming from. And, and I want to keep that because if you, if you cut off any bad habits and just stick them with good habits, unless they have a, a character or a work ethic issue, they're going to, they're, they're going to stay straight on what they know because they're going to have to rely on it to stay safe and to do their job and to produce. Your buddy, uh, Jesus says uh, that's the way to be able to fix most issues. Sequence of operations. Sequence yep. of operations. Yeah. You turn that switch on. What happens next? Just start following that diagram, man. Uh, yeah. Using what happens. You know, I am. Um, I used to not be a big fan of PMs. I hated doing them. I, I, I'd always try to get out of them. I'd be like, oh, you're wasting money sending me out there. I make too much money. I did an episode with Joy Hall a while back, and it really opened up my eyes on the PM. You know that we need to do a better job for our customers. They're they're yeah. ensuring us to. Make sure their equipment's running properly. Let's take the time to make sure it is running properly. We're cleaning it properly. We're changing the filters. You know, we're straightening coils. We're cleaning coils. Whatever it takes to make sure that equipment's running properly because that's what they're paying us for. If we do that, we're going to find other issues. The company's going to make the money back. You know, I mean, we all know doing PMs isn't your money maker. It's, I mean, it's just to get you there and to make sure the customer's, you know, running right. So, just do the job right, and it's amazing what comes. And, you know, Joey Hall, he's he's a good dude, and he really opened up my eyes on it, that conversation we had about it. And, you know, I, we got some PMs coming up, and I was like, hey, send me out with the new guys. Send me a new guy. Let's go out and do a PM. Let's do this right. Let's make sure they know how to do this right. Take the time. I don't care what it says, four hours, and we take six. I don't care. He's going to know how to do it right. And it's not going to be a question mm-hmm. next time. So, I think PMs are super important. With, oh, with yeah. us, we have, we have a dedicated department. And I remember just being a service tech that I used to – do PMs, but mm-hmm. then if there was an emergency, I was pulled off of it and then say, sorry, you know, I'll have to finish this up later. But we're, we having a dedicated department to just deal with that, we can let the, the more experienced service techs handle those walk-ins that are down, those reach-ins, those grills and things like that. So it, it's in most companies and in that service company I was with as a service tech, I was doing both. You know, when I got here to Casper's, I was like, I don't have to do PMs. We have a PM department. I'm like, I was, I mean, I'll be honest. I was just like, hell yeah. You know, if it's somebody else's job to do that aspect, then I don't have to do it. I can just fix stuff. And then now that I'm in this department, I'm just like, I'm like, man, we're us being dedicated. Customer sees a team run in, mm-hmm. you know, and take care of their stuff. And we're, you know, we're, we're there to prevent things from, from, from downtime, you know, and you know, they don't mind spending the money because we, we owned our own rest, quite a few of our own restaurants and we could show the data that our equipment, versus the other locations, uh, you know, was down less because we stayed on top of PMing our stuff, you know, whether it's hot side or cold side, it, it's, it's just proven it, you know, you either make time to 
to maintenance your stuff or your stuff's going to make time for you to fix it later. So you, you got to stay ahead of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. So, I mean, I'm really going to focus on the PS the new guys, you know, it's not, it's not my most favorite thing to do because I don't think it's challenging, but it needs to be done right. And the customer's paying the fee. Yeah. Let's do it right. Let's make it, you know, let's, let's take care of the customer. Like you said, sure. take care of the customer. Everything else falls into place. Rich, you doing PMs? Um, since going, yeah, being here at Whaley, no, but yeah, before I came to Whaley, we used to do PMs all the time. Um, and it's like you said in that, that podcast with, uh, with Joey, you know, when you do your PMs properly, you're always going to generate that revenue on the backside. Um, yeah. And I think I told a story when I was on the podcast of, yeah, I was doing a PM in a place where we did a guy, the guy's cold side. He had another company doing his hot side stuff. And when I was doing the PM, we still PM the hot side. And I found some valves, I think it was on a broiler or something that, you know, they were tight. And when I pointed it out to him, he's like, oh, how'd you find that? And I'm like, oh, it's part of the process. Look, and, you know, I, I showed him whatever. And he's like, man, so-and-so company was out here working on this unit the other day, and they didn't mention it to me. And next thing you know, he's like, go ahead and fix it. Oh, and by the way, tell your boss that you guys are doing all my hot side work now, too, just off of something yeah. like that. So, yeah, being thorough with it um, is great. I, you know, But, yeah, being at Whaley now, we've got a whole PM crew, so they do 99.9% of the, of the PMs. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, it's. I mean, I tell everybody just just have some pride in your work and do the right thing, and everything else falls right in line, man. People ask me how I'm successful, you know what I do. I'm like, dude, it's easy. Just take pride in your work, something you're willing to show off, and have some integrity and do the right thing for your customer. Don't worry about anything else. So, do you have any other roles there just besides that, or and I've seen you do some social media, some posts, some tool stuff with them, some other stuff. Um, yeah. Um you know, I've always done my own social media thing and I, you know, I do it for fun and I've volunteered to do, you know, we did like tool time. I got a, I got like two episodes I have to film tomorrow of tool time for some tools. Um, but you know, I'm, I try to be active with helping the company on the social media front and mm -hmm. whatnot. Um, so it, it's, that's, a, that's a little side role that, that they would like me to do. And I, I don't mind doing it. Um, me, being new in this this department you know me trying to keep my head mm -hmm. above water and understanding all the processes i i've been collecting content but i haven't mm -hmm. been putting it together or really uploading it it's a lot of things i upload for the most part are just kind of you know older stuff regurgitated stuff i slapped together or reposted um because you know give it a week or two and you got you know dozens more people hundreds more people they haven't seen it so it's you know, what's, what's old is new, you know? So there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with just reusing, regifting those, those nuggets. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that's, it's for the most part, you know, just PM management a little bit, helping with the social media stuff. One, I, I have an assistant manager now, a lead tech who's helping me, who's, who's really been in this department and that's been a new development. So I've been getting a lot of stuff taken off my plate because I have somebody to, to, to trust in and that's, that's experienced and whatnot and dedicated. And he's a nerd like I am about all this stuff and, and whatnot. And he, 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 he just now, and, and this will bring something up. You'll probably bring up. He, he made his own sticker because I made my own yes. sticker. In. And I, yes. I, I, yours is in the mail. Um, <laughs> so I, I got to get you stickers, brother and Jason Hartman, but um, he's, he's been really cool. So now that I've been able to, to, uh, I got to help. And is it Leprechaun? Department. Yes. HVAC okay. Leprechaun. Yes. Okay. Jonathan Klein. Yes. Yeah. 
he, he started following me and I followed him back. And then I seen the video the other day and you tagged him. I was like, Does this dude follow me? And I was like, Oh, he works with Jason. Okay, this makes sense now. Yeah, so, yeah that's my cool. lead technician. That's yeah, cool. he was promoted cool. to lead tech. He he is awesome. And he's got he's a sense got, of humor too, so that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He when it comes to customer service, taking care of people and you know, really care. And coincidentally, he worked at Steak and Shake too. Funny enough, and you know, it's just he has that hospitality background. So we him and I are just on, on the same level about our expectations and and in the in the standards of how we treat people and and, our, and whatnot. Is that a Cobra so, Kai shirt? Damn right. Uh, never die. Cobra Kai never die. My buddy, my buddy <laughs> Ryan Hughes. Awesome. Uh, he has an HVAC <laughs> channel on uh, YouTube. He has a podcast, HVAC Misfits. Him and Jennifer Manzo. Um, he's a good dude. Um, check him out. Um, HVAC uh, Huseman HVAC. So check him out. Jonathan Klein's in here too. He said yes, so I think you made his day there. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> uh, what's up, Flipper? Yeah, Jennifer. Man? Yeah, Jennifer and Ryan, right? Yep. Yeah, I. You know, they were also. You know, um, Ryan has been asking me if we can interview, and I told him this probably as long as I've been telling you that you know I will get around to jumping mm -hmm. on here, but that I did promise you that my first was going to be with you. So I'm scheduled to with them. I think on the sixth, they're sending me an nice. invite. Nice. Um, so yeah, I, I tried and tried and tried and I understand, you know, you were trying to <laughs> trying to work this role and trying to, you know, transfer over to this management role and you didn't want to jeopardize anything like that. So I respected, you know, respected everything you, you said. So I'm glad that it all worked out, man. And glad you're, you know, you're, you're in a role you like and you wanted and you're striving for and you're making a difference in these younger techs. And that's really cool, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Super, super important. Not yeah. enough experienced guys want to pour into the younger guys. Yeah, man, that's yeah. that's the bad thing on Facebook, man. I'm in all these groups, and a young guy goes in and asks a question, and like one person tries to answer, and you got twelve guys just shitting on the kid or shitting on somebody. Being I'm like, dick, yeah. I'm like, dude, you can't do this job forever. They're aging out faster. We can bring them in, teach the yeah. next generation, please. Dude, I got people that yeah. I've met through some of the groups that um, have reached out and been like, yo, can you give me, you know tech support can i reach out to you when i'm in a jam and i'm like people i've never even mm -hmm. met in real life they live halfway across the country from me but i'm like you know one thing i'm thankful for is i remember meeting dudes in the supply house when i didn't have anybody really willing to show me and i'd have a problem and i had a few older dudes that was like yeah here's my card here's my number call me if you run into yeah. something and i was on jobs calling dudes that you know ran other companies mm -hmm. and they're like yeah you know this is how you check the, the txv this is how you do this this is how you do that do the other i'm like so somebody poured into me and mm -hmm. every technician who's good out there, somebody taught you how to do it. You didn't mm -hmm. wake up one day. Yeah. You know, you might be mostly self-taught, but somebody had to show you some stuff. So how are you going to sit there, have all that stuff somebody poured into you, and then you got a dude that's trying to, you know, learn this trade and you're just going to keep it for yourself. I'm like, man, I wouldn't be a quarter of what I am right now. Um if it wasn't for dudes that were willing to pour into me, I'm like, how am I not going to pour into other people? So I want to commend you on that, dude. That's a, that's a, that's super important that, you know, what you're doing with that, with pouring into people. That's how I met Dusty, man. He started following me on Instagram. I followed him back. And like, he started asking me, he see me posting equipment. He started asking me questions in the DMs. And like, we became friends. I haven't met him yet. I mean, he's only like two and a half hours away. He's in Southern Indiana. I mean, I'll meet him here soon, but, um, I mean, we talk all the time. Like, you know, he sent me questions today, asked me about something, and I called him up, hey, you know, it's this, this, and this. And, I, dude, I'm, I want to spread the word on this industry. I want to promote us. I want to put us up there. 
to be as well known as electricians, HVAC, refrigeration, mm. plumbers. We need to be up there with them, and that's my main goal. But you know, we're not going to do it by beating people up in Facebook groups or anything else. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, Pat, I appreciated you taking my phone call, shooting shoot you some photos when I was first working on that MPX with mm-hmm. the with the screen acting up. Yeah, I'm like. I mean, that was a while ago. That was yeah. a year or more ago. And Dude. I was just like, I'm just going to hit him up. And, you know, I know you give classes for garlic. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, and you were just like, bam, bam, bam. I was like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> and I was on call. It was like a Friday night or something. Yeah, yeah, it was. I'll help anybody out, dude. I'm, I'm that type of person. Yeah. I mean, when I'm on vacation, my work phone goes with me. My personal phone goes with me. My work phone stays on. Um, if I'm doing something, if I'm playing putt-putt or if I'm, you know, we're doing something, I, I try to make it quick. But, you know. If I'm not doing anything, I will call the person. I will walk them through it. I, you know, I, I, I'm that kind of guy. I mean, just I'm not gonna let someone struggle out there because I, I know what it was like to struggle, dude. I got two weeks, two and a half weeks training kicked out, and like, luckily I had my dad that did this and his friends that helped me out. But dude, there was days I was like, why am I doing this? I should have never left to be an electrician. I quit. I don't want to do this. And then you know, the same thing when I started doing refrigeration because I didn't start off doing refrigeration. There's days like, why did I say I ever wanted to do this? This is freaking terrible. <laughs> I are you having fun like now that. though some days most fun? days yeah, most fun. days some days some days i'm like i, I want to quit i want to go back to bed i i quit three times a day personally oh, i just yeah. don't show up the next day yeah i call my boss all the time like i quit he's just like you're gonna be fine in like 15 20 minutes i'm like i'll let you know in 15 or 20 minutes most time i don't let him know i just keep working so so it's been almost an hour i don't want to keep you much longer um but i do want you to promote everything you got going on, all your social media, YouTube, anything you want to show, share. Let's get you out there. Let's get you in front of the people, man, because you deserve it. You're highlighting the next group of people coming in with these with these PM projects. Um, you do great work. You're all about the customers. So let's get this back out there in front of everybody again, man. I know you're a little slow, but I got a feeling something's coming. Something's coming. Something's coming. <laughs> you want to you put your links out there or anything? Where to find you at? Oh yeah, just it's always Jason Latimer lower. It's either lower um, underscore or 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 slap dash uh, facilities. I'm a facilities guy, so you, you'll be able to find it. Uh, uh, I'll have my website. I'm working on a website that'll have all my links, kind of a landing page, and it'll just be jasonlatimer.tech. Uh, right. Kept it as simple as possible. T e c h. Hopefully this weekend or the next, it'll be up and running, and it'll be kind of like a. It's just a landing page with all my links. I didn't feel like giving a uh, link tree my shit. So I wanted my own thing, my own style. Um, and maybe I'll have a video of the week on there where I can just talk about, you know, life and whatnot and, and, and something new. And uh, let's go from there, you know. I need to dump my link tree and just put my bio as my website and make everybody go to my website and drive traffic there. Yeah. But I still got a link tree, so I'm terrible. So um, I appreciate everybody coming in. I appreciate you two for stopping in and, you know, hanging out. Appreciate everybody in the live stream. Um, That's going to be it for tonight. So uh, I'll see you guys next week. If you guys would, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast. It really helps us grow and helps us know which direction to move in. Also, if you have any suggestions for guests, please email me at commercialfishingchronicles.gmail.com or if you want to be a guest, email me. Love to have you guys on. Thanks a lot. See you next week.